coming out of retirement more often than Motley Crue. Today we're back for another edition of Missing 411. We'll start by catching up with our old pal, David Politis. Then we'll look at four very mysterious, very odd disappearances and give our thoughts on what we think may have happened to each of them. I'm Mike. I'm Ian. And I'm Dave. If you've been longing for a new Missing 411 episode, stick around. Just like Mike's STD doctor, tonight we're looking at four new cases. This is Necronomopod. was a real Declan move you just pulled on us there. <laughs> it really was. Been doing this for how long now? And we go to record and you just turn off the recording <laughs> instead of turning on our mics. At least I recognize it now and not at the end of the show. Oh, that would have been awful. That would really suck. We've never done something like that, knock on wood. Not no, like but that, we've but lost shows before. We lost a half a show that one time because the card got corrupted or something, remember? Oh, yeah. That we had to do sucked. like a middle of the day recording like the next day just <laughs> yeah, to make up. That's right. Luckily, we, you didn't have the mics on, so we were able to tell as soon as I started speaking. That's right. That could have been real bad. Um, so I think we solved the mystery of the Goofy. <laughs> Dave, would you care to share what happened? Speaking of Declan mistakes. Well, <laughs> I was just, I had a bunch of Goofy clips and I was picking... Which one's to rip off on the soundboard? And when I went back to actually pull it, I pulled an imposter, just a voice guy on YouTube that has like 2,000 followers and he practiced for real or whatever it was. And he, he was good on two of the three. Something wrong here. <laughs> so that is just some random That's guy. That's just some guy. That makes it even creepier. Especially what's the other one? The one that Ian and I were like, nope, that ain't him. <laughs> no, it's not that one either. It's the other. <laughs> that is 100% not. Someone commented this this week. I don't know if you remember, but it sounds like uh, Jackie the Joke Man from way back in the Howard Stern years in the, in the early 90s. But it sounds like Billy West, who used to do the Jackie puppet, like they had a Jackie puppet and, and the voice guy Billy West would voice the Jackie puppet. That's what that sounds like to me. It's not that guy on YouTube, though. No. <laughs> I st- I, every time I hear it, I just think of him giving Minnie a facial. That's just all I think about. So, yeah, my fault. Worked out good, worked out good though, I think. I don't know. Call that that a clip's hap- a keeper. <laughs> happy accent. Something wrong here. <laughs> I think all three are keepers, personally. Of course. <laughs> I feel like that there's something wrong here. It's going to be a perfect uh, clip for this entire episode. (laughs) Yeah. No kidding. Um, Is Missing 401 still the number one most popular or most downloaded? Oh, absolutely. Parts one and two? Mm, I can't say for sure. The first one, uh, hands down. Well, this will be the fourth one, right? Yeah. Yeah. The final, final truth. Yeah. The final deletion. 
turns out I found a good source of information oh. for these. So there might be a hundred more. Yeah, people keep disappearing. And they do. The one place we're going to talk about tonight, uh, I can't remember which one. Maybe I'll remember later on in the episode. But they said on average five to ten people go missing a year. Is that Yosemite? Maybe. That's the one you said is the most popular, I think, in the notes from going missing. Yeah, five to ten people a year. Mm. They're not, they always don't die or never seen again, but still. Mm-hmm. Well, a couple of them are. Like Carrie Stainer was killing people in Yosemite, right? We just talked about that guy on Patreon. Yeah. There was one that I came across uh, when I was reading. I decided to save it for next time. Mm. The guy was actually suspected as being a Israel Keys victim for a brief uh, bit of time because right. he always wandered around in national forests looking for victims. We've talked about him before on these missing 411s, haven't we? Or maybe on the Israel Keys episode, we Probably. mentioned something. I remember there was a tie with some serial killer with some of the yeah, people. because he would hide those kill kits in national parks. That's right. And he was everywhere, so you couldn't rule it out. Right. Yeah, he had been all over the country. Mm-hmm. I was down in Hocking Hills this past weekend. Did I'll be there in a few weekends. Really? How about that? Did you leave a kill kit for me? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that off air. <laughs> Okay, Fabe. Sorry. I got the coordinates. I'm going <laughs> to put them in a carrier pigeon and send it to you. And by kill kit, I mean, it's just a Playboy we both come on. <laughs> we just go in the woods and jerk off onto it. I hide it for the next guy. <laughs> That's not opening yourself up to DNA evidence and some unsolved murder. Not at all. That's <laughs> yeah, an innocent Playboy book. Come on. But we were. Uh, hiking around this place called the rock house down there. And it's like the one true cave down in Hocking Hills. And there's places you can climb in. I'm not doing that. But I was standing in this one spot and it it sounds like people are inside the cave talking. Can't make out a language. I think it's just doves that are in there that make it sound like that. But it was super creepy. It's very creepy. Sounded like, people no, no one was around we were the only people with. there yeah it was real early in the morning no one else was around but it sounds like deep in the cave there's people talking nope did you go to old man cave or old man's not cave? this time i did not i wouldn't go in a cave even if there weren't noises i just don't like the idea of being like in there and like i get claustrophobic and you don't want something to like sure. close up or f- collapse but you see those cave explorers and they're, you know, wedging themselves in these yeah. crevices. Like, I see those videos online insane? and I start losing my breath watching them. hundred percent. Right. Like yeah. there's these things like you're like, how does a human fit in that? And they're just crawling right through. Like I'm squeezing like, their shoulders together. Yeah. And stuff. Like, I'm like, are you not thinking of an escape plan here? Like you have to get out. There's a guy that died like that. A famous case years ago. And he just, they couldn't get him out. He's stuck. There was no way to yeah. come back out. And he Hope just, it was worth they it, talked huh? to him and. He just expired eventually. But what a horrible way to go. Yeah. I guess you have to know the risks, right? I mean, every time yeah. you do it, probably there's a solid chance something really bad could happen. Or be dumb enough to not know him and not care. That is not for me. No, there was something I was watching years ago. something like one of those Animal Planet shows or something where they were doing cave diving and this dude was like swimming under exactly. this whole thing. And it was yeah. like, if he got stuck for X amount of time, like it would be real quick. He would die. Yeah. No fucking way. Mm-mm. I was on a cruise a couple weeks ago and you know how small the bathroom was? Like that was, claustroph- <laughs> that was claustrophobic for me. Did you be in the cave? 
is a cruise bathroom even smaller than an airplane bathroom? No, no, oh, okay. not like that, but still pretty small. Sure. Objectively I don't, speaking. I don't like airplane ones. Like you're, when my shoulders oh, touch the walls, the hell out of here. You can't bang in there. How do you do it? Well, you can. Oh, you can. <laughs> Got to get real intimate. Your fucking parts of her that you didn't even know existed. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> Hmm. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what crevice this is, but I'm going with it. <laughs> it's sweaty enough. It's lubricated. Oh man! <laughs> you bake bread with the yeast after you're done. <laughs> yeah, right collecting in that full right there in the little um, bathroom uh, sink. <laughs> Got to hold the little button, get the water to shoot out. <laughs> Something wrong here. <laughs> Very much is. <laughs> All right, well, what's going on in the world of missing people? Who better to check in with? David Politis. Right. Is I thought you were going to say Ian. Well, him as well, but uh, he gives us the politest information. <laughs> so just do a, a recap. David Politis, uh, he's pulled thousands of cases over the years, and he only focuses on ones that are completely unexplained. If any sign of drowning or animal attack, foul play, suicide, he'll just completely avoid those. Last time we did this, he had about 2,000 unexplained cases that he noted similarities, patterns, details that defy logic, and I'm sure that number is a lot higher now. Is this new source word that you just referenced earlier, is it through him or is it an outside source? No, it's outside okay. of him. Because he seemed to shit the bed a little bit the last time with the last couple documentaries. He did. Or at least the last one. The UFO one was not good. Yeah. It was it seems like it felt like he run, ran out of source material himself. And he's like, all right, I got to stretch this into one more movie. <laughs> yeah. He talks about that, um, that Zygmunt, I can't remember his name, Zygmunt Adamski, I think. That guy that went missing and he just like wound up on the top of a coal, like a big pile of coal. And he was completely clean. Like there's no reason why mm. he should have gotten there. Mm. That's a creepy case. I don't think it's missing 411, but there's people that talk about it being ufo related maybe okay but it's not really a missing 411 case that's where i think trying to branch out yeah he had some people on there making wild claims about ufo like seeing aliens and stuff i'm like i i don't know if this happened or not (laughs) (laughs) so some of the things that he looks for the body has been found in an area that had been searched before the search dogs behave strangely a lot of times they just lose a scent like they're following it for a little bit and then it's just gone or they never pick up a scent which is even weirder in some of those a lot of times people are going uphill instead of downhill and the person in those cases usually shouldn't be able to get as high as they're found eventually or get as far away as they're they're found like we had the little kid who was four years old in the winter time what was it 20 miles away yeah miles it was impossible away. yeah Sometimes their clothes are found to be in perfect condition. Uh, there was another case that we talked about with the little kid, and his shoes were perfectly fine. There were no drag marks on them, and they were found years later. And no way to be for him to get up that high. Right. Even if he did, your shoes would show signs of that. It, I think oh. it was a cougar was the, was the explanation for that one, and his shoes didn't have any drag marks or anything on them. So, And his shoes would have had to have been indoors for... They obviously weren't sitting out in right. elements yeah. that long. So how do you explain that? 
some a lot of times if the person is found alive they have no memory of what it, what happened we had a case like that last time we talked about the guy up in michigan was it michigan the guy that was hiking and over by Lake Michigan, and he woke up oh, yeah. nine months later in Massachusetts at his aunt's house or something crazy. Yeah. We had questions about that, though. That guy might have been like kayfabe and something there and did something for nine months. Uh, he, he swears <laughs> up and down. Was that a missing 411? We I, talk, I remember I was talking about it. Maybe. Yeah, it was It's from the 70s. Like It was way back. Yeah, that's a really weird one. Mm-hmm. There was also that one where that little girl was found in the devil's den, like this little cave area, and she had no memory of how she survived mm. for a week. A lot of bodies of water people are found by. Search and rescue planes or helicopters have malfunctions, or there's always a, a weather thing that happens. Something that just seems like fate mm. interrupting with the searches. I don't know if this number is still accurate, but... David says that the blanket theory that cougar attacks are the reason for most of these disappearances or mountain lions, whatever. There's only 27 documented fatal cases in North America in the past hundred years. That's not that many. You talked about David kind of shit in the bed with his last UFO documentary. It wasn't good. I think you need to bring up the fact that David is an avid Bigfoot believer like a Bigfoot believer to a fault. Or maybe it affects his judgment because he wants to believe. Yeah. Or, and a lot of people that associated with this, that whole thing with like the DNA and there was supposed to be this big conference that was held and, and this Melba Ketchum lady kept pushing it back and pushing it back. I don't know what David's involvement was, but he's very high up in that organization. I think those, some of those people are willing to fake evidence to get their point across and get the media or the, the world's attention on Bigfoot. By any means necessary. Right. Like a cop who's willing to plant evidence on someone they know to be guilty. Yeah. The ends justify the means, if you will. I think that's what's definitely for Melba Ketchum. That was what's going on there. Or she was just trying to scam money. Whatever happened with that? Like they had <laughs> nothing, nothing, right? It yeah. just never just fizzled out. And George Norrie demanded the the money back mm. like no one will come on my show and tell a lie yeah the- tell him george <laughs> i would have never had it on arts watch <laughs> melba melba yeah they were gonna have like this live stream where they showed bigfoot but she never produced anything <laughs> other than some really shitty pictures that looked like they were taken off of a flip phone it was gonna be a live stream like live footage right now of uh, the woods and the here's bigfoot mm-hmm and there was like a there was a DNA report, like this big scientific thing, and she did release that. But then experts that act like actually knew what they were talking about looked at her like, "This means nothing." <laughs> There's so many cases like uh, things that happen like that that all kind of blends together. Because there was those other guys who had the body in the in the coffin. Remember that they claim was real. Yeah. And then there was the Raelians with their clone thing. Like all that <laughs> yeah. blends together with me as a as a as a PR hoax, it's all kind of the same thing. They never yeah. really produce what they're claiming they right. can produce. Those dudes like sewed a bunch of organs. <laughs> yes, into, like, exactly. They went far with it. <laughs> At least they went down with the ship. Like, here, here it is. That was the rail. Check it out. No, that no. was like that oh. used car salesman. <laughs> I was like, like too I don't random. That. Well, the Raelians claim they had the clone, right? 
that they cloned a baby. Somebody else. Mm-hmm. That Isn't they cloned that? a baby. Yeah. yeah. I remember nothing about that episode. Yeah. Episodes one or two parts. One <laughs> got me. I remember that. Yeah, they did that during like the boom of cloning, where it was like Dolly the pig, like back when all that was going. Yeah, on. and people were like. You know, having this religious debate over if it's okay right. to clone or not. And then <laughs> what? we cloned a baby. <laughs> we cloned a human. <laughs> like, oh, is this wrong? Because we did a thing. We're doing it again next week. So <laughs> they got a lot of publicity out they of that. Did. They run Larry King Live. Yeah. That doctor, like, she was a legitimate doctor. Mm-hmm. Those are fun people, those <laughs> aliens. They weren't really hurting anyone. Yeah, they're just doing their own thing. Just made some claims. If they want to clone babies, let them. It's not bothering you. Clone and let clone. That's what I always say. <laughs> he, he always says that. So we'll get to uh, to the first case. On Friday, August 20th, 2004, Kevin Bradsley woke up his son Garrett around 8 a.m. to continue the Boy Scout camping trip that they were on. They were camping with 18 other scouts and seven adults. The group had gotten to the Uinta Mountains in Utah the day before the 19th and were planning to leave on the 21st. The morning of the 20th was designated for fishing, so the group headed to Kubrant Lake. So 12-year-old kid with dad, bunch of other scouts, probably p- feeling pretty safe. You're in a safe spot. Nothing to worry about. Yeah. No danger. Nothing seems wrong here. Nothing. Goofy. Sound like a tea kettle. <laughs> Garrett kind of fell into the water while fishing. He had gotten his shoes, socks, and pants soaked. Garrett wanted to go back to camp and change into dry clothes, and his father, Kevin, didn't see any issue with it. They had camped in this spot before, and the campsite was 150 feet away. Kevin kept his eye on Garrett as he was walking the trail back to the campsite, and how this was laid out is that you could see the entire trail right up until the campsite. The campsite was just behind this little bend out of view. After 20 minutes, Kevin got a little worried because it shouldn't take that long to change clothes and walk back. So he headed up to the camp, but Garrett was nowhere to be found. It's a very short distance, 150 feet, half a football field, if you will. He said he had his eyes on him the whole time until he turned the little bend to the to the mm. campsite. Was the campsite empty? Were all of the other scouts down fishing? I don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. But we don't have any reports that someone saw him up there. Yeah, I'm just thinking it, it, if the whole campsite was empty and everyone else was down fishing, it's easier for maybe a stranger to be wandering around. Michael Jackson to be hiding in a tent or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, nobody said any words. <laughs> Booty hole. Booty hole. Booty hole. <laughs> He summoned himself. You see that? <laughs> it's magical. I a hundred percent did not know that you he made a sound clip him. for that. No, I had no idea. That is that a existed. shoot. Like that was not me trying to set Dave up. I had no idea that he made a sound clip. Good lord! <laughs> Thanks for calling me up, Mike. He comes in like a genie. It's like a little cloud of smoke. We just see his figure rise up. It's like glitter falling through the clouds. <laughs> Oh, glitter is the worst. Now it's going to be all over us forever. (laughs) So a massive search was conducted consisting of 200 volunteers and rescue team members from Cache, Utah, Salt Lake, Wasatch, and Duquesne counties. 
they put out the information that Garrett was wearing a black hoodie and reversible black and red sweatpants and white Nike socks, Converse tennis shoes. They searched on foot with dogs and on horseback, but all they ever found was one of Garrett's socks in a boulder field 2,640 feet away or a half mile from that campsite. The sock was rolled into a ball, which Kevin said that that's how Garrett would take off his socks, just take them off and kind of just roll them in a ball and throw them. That's what I do. I get it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We'll look for that if you ever go missing. (laughs) The official search for Garrett was called off after nine days. A three-mile radius from where he was last seen was searched, and the official search was over. The family continued going back two or three times a week until winter hit. And that night that he went missing, um, it got extremely cold that night. Like it was mm. in, I think, like 18 degrees at nighttime. So, um, in August, too. That's pretty chilly. Yeah. So he had to. I, mean, uh, I guess if you're up in a mountain. So the, he wouldn't have survived very long mm-hmm. if he was just wandering around out in the woods. But that doesn't make sense if he was only 150 feet away to end up, have one of his socks end up a half mile away. Mm Police never found any evidence that Garrett had been abducted, and they never found signs of an attack from a grizzly bear or mountain lion. Because if that would have happened, you would have expected to see his fishing rod and stuff left behind somewhere because he had his fishing rod on him. He was carrying it with him, but his rod was never found. It's literally like he just vanished Mm. around that corner. You know, these stories always take on that that spooky creepy feeling like there might be feral people or underground societies or whatever it is operating in national parks but i don't know if you saw last month that nine-year-old girl disappeared at the campground up in Mm -hmm. was it upstate new york yeah and they found some crazy guy in the area had her in a mobile home like in his mom's backyard stuffed in a cabinet and they only found him because he wrote some ransom note and put it in the mail in their mailbox or something and it had his fucking dna on it and they traced it back and found him real quick but if he wouldn't have done something like that we might not have ever found her and And it could have been filed under this sort of case i think it just shows how easy it is for someone to it was just some crazy guy in the park grabbed this nine-year-old girl while she was riding her bike around the lake and she was gone and you have to assume several of these stories are situations like that yeah kids getting abducted and Maybe being still held out there. Or even adults being abducted. You know, who knows? Sure. So it could have been just some crazy guy wandering in their campsite because it was empty. Maybe looking to steal stuff from their tents or whatever. Crime of opportunity. Grabbed him. He's gone. You never see him again. I think that's what makes these stories so creepy is how fast. Like, regardless of how it happened, how fast it can happen. Right. You know? Like, probably, more than likely, this he was abducted. That seems to make the most sense. Probably, sure. So within 20 minutes, you keep your eye on him. He turns the corner, just gone. That's Yeah, just that little window of opportunity. Yeah. 20 minutes is a long that, time, though. Honestly, how long does it take a kid to walk 150 feet? He probably grabbed him right it's, away. Yeah, turned the corner, what, and you're talking 19 minutes later, someone's looking for him. You can be a long ways away in 19 minutes. Right. I just mean in the scheme of things, like if you're a predator out there and, you know, you just happen to be like stalking on this group or searching mm-hmm. and then boom, this kid shows up, grab him. And then, you know, I, I think waiting 20 minutes is a long time to, 
to maybe check on a kid because by then, who knows? Like you said. Yeah. But, but it's a 12 year old boy. Like you're not, you don't think like, you don't necessarily think you need to worry about a 12 year old boy at a campsite, right? I would cross your mind like that. I would say go just grab it real quick and be back. Yeah. Five year old girl, sure. 12 year old boy, maybe not as much. I don't know how the sock got to the other area half a mile away, though. Balled up like it was taken off. That's weird. Maybe it was misdirection. Maybe the kid wandered off by himself. Maybe the kids had cigarettes and he wanted to go be cool and smoke. It could be anything. That's the, the thing with these. And then maybe he fell in the lake by himself. It's just endless possibilities. I think it's more interesting when you think about a f- pack of feral people. Well, then it's just running extra around, scary. kidnapping people. Scary. It makes it terrifying. Yeah, but that's not always what happens. No. If at all. I mean, there's people out there that um, completely refute this whole phenomenon. Just like we don't believe in ghosts and stuff. There's people that have put forth evidence like, no, David Place is full of shit. Yeah, of course, sure. Yeah, so, and I don't know one way or another, but. But is David Politis with all of these making any observations or or conclusions? Or is he just saying, we have no idea. These are terrifying open cases that have never been solved. Like, I don't know why he would get heat for that. I don't know. I feel like that UFO one, he got pretty close to like (laughs) putting down an answer. So maybe for some he is, but mm. I don't think he's doing that for all of these to warrant being attacked, I guess. No, I think overlaying over the national park maps with the uh, a map of missing people is an interesting angle. Because and nobody I, I else think, is doing it. Yeah. No one's talking about this. But, you know, there how many, like 60 kids disappeared in Cleveland last month, too. Something right. very strange is going on. It's not in a, a park, but it's just as strange. But wasn't there also something... Uh, in the last one where like there was a few cases where like the FBI got involved, like searching and like, we never found out quite why mm. for some of these they're coming in for others. They're not. Yeah. There was one that they brought in like green berets and stuff. It yeah. was really weird. <clears throat> the smoky mountain ones. Yeah. It's weird for sure. Is it a cover up? What is it? No, really, I want you to tell me what it oh, is. Okay. I have to know. <laughs> we to we were promised Don't look away from me, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, I was told there'd be answers here tonight. <laughs> so never seen again. Nope, just that sock. That was it. And there's so many more cases of people going missing in the wilderness like this, but or not like this, but cases of people going missing in the wilderness that don't fit the missing 411 mm. criteria, but just off a little bit, like someone's car will be found abandoned. It's still a really weird case. There's hundreds of thousands yeah. of those. The number of people that go missing in this country is astounding. Just in national forests. If you just take that chunk, it's huge. That's why this story is so crazy. What's the number? Do we know the number offhand? I don't know the number offhand, but it's very large. Yeah, and they don't keep a specific list, too. That's one of David Plaitis' issues That's with true, it, yeah. is that they don't keep this on record. Yeah, you don't get very good answers from the National Park Service as to... Well, that wouldn't be very good PR. Yeah. <laughs> Come to the National Parks! <laughs> might disappear! Mrs. Hildebrandt work for the parks? <laughs> this is Mrs. Hildebrandt from the park? 
She accepted a new position. <laughs> Hello, National <laughs> Parks. I'm looking for Mike Nalapod. <laughs> Maybe he disappeared in the park. He's not returning my calls. Just want to fuck. <laughs> the next case is Stacy Aris. On July 25th, 1981, 14-year-old Stacy Aris went on a horse riding trip in the Sunrise Meadow area of Yosemite National Park in California. The group consisted of Stacy, her father George, and seven other people. After riding for a couple hours, they stopped at some cabins at Sunrise High Sierra Camp. Stacy changed her clothes and told her dad that she was going to walk down a trail a little bit to take some pictures. She asked her dad if he wanted to go with her, but he said no. He was tired from horseback riding. Decisions that haunt you forever, right? Yeah, for real. <sighs> so Stacy started walking down the hill, and sitting on a boulder 100 feet away from the cabins was 70-year-old Gerald Stewart. Stacy asked Gerald if he wanted to walk with her, to which he said yes. Everyone could see them from the cabin, so witnesses saw Stacy and Gerald walking. Then they also saw them stop. Gerald decided that he didn't want to walk all the way down this hill to the body of water Stacy wanted to walk to. And it's not clear which body of water that she told Gerald that she was walking to. It had to have been either a few hundred yards to Long Meadow or the longer walk to Sunrise Lakes, which was a mile and a half away. That's a good distance away. Yeah, a mile and a half is it's pretty far. Yeah. After enough time had passed to be worried about Stacy, it's not clear about how long that was, the group she was with started to look for her. A group of people came walking up the hill from the direction that Stacy was last seen, but they said that they hadn't seen her. At that point, search and rescue was notified and an official search for Stacy was started. A massive search consisting of 150 people, including the Mountain Rescue Association, tracking dogs and three helicopters, covered a five-square-mile area where Stacy was last seen and the bodies of water where she would have been walking towards. The only thing that was ever found was a lens cap from Stacy's camera, and it was just inside the tree line from where she walked out of sight from the people she was with. Oh, man. So another one right around that bend, out of eyesight, gone, and her lens of the camera is just sitting there. Was someone waiting right around the corner out of sight? And so is the implication then that someone left the lens after the search? Or they just missed it. I mean, they probably just missed it. But in a lot of these, we're going to talk about things show up in places that were well searched. That's true. That can't be a coincidence. That's part of the phenomena, yeah. which mm -hmm. I do think that there's probably sometimes that people miss things, but... Sure, I think that can yeah. happen. It's not always but, professional searchers combing the area, so... right. Yeah. But I, it just seems to happen more often than it should mm. in these situations. Like even like I think we'll talk about it. There's remains found in an area that had been searched. So were they searched poorly or did someone come back around after the fact? It's true. I mean, yeah. yeah. Is, it, is it Barney Fife out there just with his little <laughs> flashlight? Like, I looked, nothing. <laughs> Andy, this area is clear. <laughs> I guess the variable here is how long they waited to call. And it doesn't appear to be in the records of what happened. Yeah. How long until someone worried? It's like if she was hiking a mile and a half away to take pictures at a lake, maybe they waited. Maybe they waited an hour. Yeah, because she's going to be gone a while. Yeah. If it was me walking a mile and a half, you'd wait two days. Like, <laughs> oh, it'll get there eventually. 
the other thing that's really scary about all these cases is that they happen in the daytime. Not many of that's these happen at night. Yeah. You'd think night would be easier to abduct somebody, scare, you know. But they're also people probably aren't wandering as much at night, right? They're not leaving their pack, their group, their camping site. It's true. And it never seems to be a solo hiker on a trail somewhere for the most part, which there's a lot right. of. A lot of people mm-hmm. are out there hiking by themselves. It's always a group of people, and it's just when they're out of sight. Like he walked ahead and he was just over the ridge and then he was gone. Yeah. They're always like that. Yeah. When I was looking for, um, for new cases and cases, I found a lot where they were solo hikers, but they just didn't fit the, this criteria because they had Mm -hmm. a cell phone on them or something and Mm -hmm. they're creepy, sad disappearances, you know, but they just, yeah, there's a lot where people had their cell phones and they're like trying to text people. It's kind of scary. Makes you not want to hike at all. Or just stay on the fucking trail and don't try to do anything. Go into business for yourself. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why I choose not to hike. (laughs) This certainly uh, doesn't help the cause for it. So never seen again. No, gone. Just that lens or for camera. (sighs) Yeah, I mean, broad daylight. And your mind goes to, it would be completely far-fetched and probably didn't happen, but it's creepy to think about. If you could just walk through one of those window areas John Keel talked about. Yeah, sure. Like how they yeah. come through the to this side, you just accidentally walk through a spot Can't and you're just gone. <laughs> then where the fuck it are you? It doesn't make less sense <laughs> than anything else. Like who the fuck knows? That's right. Well, yeah, but th- but then where are you? Like what are you showing up in? It's like Hellraiser where like there's that big diamond spinning in the sky. Like that's yeah. just a whole different universe. What would shock you more? Uh a wormhole like that opens up to another dimension or feral people are running around our country abducting and murdering people. Like, which is more terrifying. The wormhole would shock me more like that. I would be more surprised. Yeah. The feral people is more believable. What would scare me more? I think the feral people. I think so. Cause too. at least with the wormhole, you don't know, like maybe yes. it's Candyland on the other side. Like you don't fucking know, but the feral people thing, there's something about that that is just terrifying. Oh yeah. Like the Sierra sounds because you can hear it and you can mm-hmm. imagine what was yeah. going on there. But being able to walk, just being the thought of being out hiking and you walk through a wormhole to another dimension, you can't get back. Yeah. That's pretty fucking scary, too. Either way, you're fucked. Yeah. Oh, you're fucked. I would take my chances in the wormhole. Yeah. Yeah. At least it might be cool on the other side. At least Against I, yeah. feral people, you mean? Yeah. Being eaten by feral people. Mm, yeah. I wouldn't like that. Yeah, because you, no one's ever come back from a feral people abduction, right? Like we haven't heard any of those stories. <laughs> like, hey, guess what the fuck happened to me? <laughs> <laughs> I killed all of them. Though I'm back. <laughs> right? They were some bitch ass motherfuckers. The only story that I've ever heard of feral people, besides the Sierra sounds, and some people think that those are Bigfoot talking, whatever. But um. Which doesn't make it less scary. <laughs> right, yeah, it's still no, scary. That would no, still be doesn't. terrifying. <laughs> um, that guy that said he was up in a hunting, uh, like in a deer spotting thing or whatever, up in a tree, and thought a deer was coming out, so he had his rifle, and then out stepped what he thought was Bigfoot at first. Yeah. And then he you know, got a scope on the face, and he realized that it wasn't Bigfoot. It was just a feral person, like a fucking caveman type That was person. a good one, too. And then he said another one came out of the woods like they were calling to each other. 
I don't know which is scarier, being up in the in the in the box or being in were they in a tent or a van? The Sierra sounds. They were in like in this makeshift thing inside of a tree, like a hollowed out tree or something. Oh like another one of those hunting stands. Is that the one that stands. people say is fake? That we've played the clips we played a few times where they're like mocking, like shouting back. To yeah, them. because the guy's interjecting and trying to copy him. It's yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> which is just ridiculous. Just edit that part out, yeah, because it makes it. I mean, I think I'd rather be the guy in the tree. One, because he's not mocking them. Two, they haven't spotted you yet. So shut the fuck up and maybe they'll just keep walking away. Is there a picture of that? No, this was just this guy's story. I can't remember. I want to say you're not the guy was shoot him because you're thinking, well, that's murder. That's what he said, right? mm -hmm. He said it was too human. He didn't know if he should shoot it or not. That was the um, I think I told you guys, I can't remember if it was on air or not. I was listening to some old Art Bells and. There was a whole, a guy called in, um, like a former military guy of that. He was with three buddies camp or two buddies hunting at night. And they shot what he now, this was like back in the seventies and he was calling art and talking about how they shot a man and a woman Bigfoot and they buried the bodies because they were terrified at the time, but they were like, this could be murder. And so he was like, it was one of those, like he told art, like I did it. I could send you the coordinates off air, but I need to guarantee that I'll get legal counsel and this and that. And then the whole show was about people calling in, breaking down this guy's entire story. Like Hunter's like, well, he said he used this gun and it was at this angle. Right, right. Um, so, but it was that same kind of thing, but mm-hmm. ex- except he, they did shoot the things and he's like, and we buried them and, and all agreed. And he said he only called because the other two guys had since passed away. So he was the only one left alive, but he's like, I could tell you where these bodies are buried. No, this was back in 96. I don't think anything ever came of it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we never heard anything. Mm, but, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> it was supposed to be an open line show, and I was really hoping to get some calls for our ghost to ghost art bell coming later this month, patreon.com. That sounds very familiar. Um, but it, like most of the calls ended up just being about this guy's call, and I was yeah. like, we can't use any of this. <laughs> of course, I listened to the entire thing. <laughs> of course. Course, course. <laughs> <laughs> The next one is Dale Stelling. On June 9th, 2013, Dale Stelling went to the Mesa Verde National Park in Colorado with his wife, Deneen, and his parents. Dale was an experienced hiker, but his wife and his parents weren't. So Dale went alone for a hike and left at 4.30 p.m. The trail is less than a quarter mile long and connects to the Petroglyph Point Trail. So it's a two and a half mile loop. It just comes around, which in total should have taken Dale an hour to hike. Even though it was hot in the park when Dale left, it had been between 90 and 100 degrees out. He didn't take water with him. All Dale had on him was his cell phone. He also had like car keys and cigarettes on him. Also, Who needs water when you have cigarettes? <laughs> <laughs> a little hiking, smoking. Hmm. Speaking of that, I saw some guy walking down my neighborhood, some older guy. Never seen him before. He was walking this little like chihuahua-type dog, drinking a natty ice and smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Just walking down the street, That's broad the daylight. Good for you, fella. <laughs> I applaud you. It I'm was the middle of the afternoon, too. It was like nice. 2 o'clock. <laughs> That's the best. That's how my retirement's going to be. Walking my chihuahua. 
I think if this guy's drinking a natty ice, smoking a cigarette at two o'clock, he ain't retired. <laughs> <laughs> there were also witnesses on the trail that spoke to Dale, but Dale never made it back to his family. How old is Dale? Just for reference. Dale is in his 40s. 40s. Okay. After two hours, Dale was reported missing and a massive search took place, consisting of rescue team members, tracking dogs, helicopters, and teams of searchers that rappelled down cliffs in case Dale had fallen. Because um, the way this trail was, there was a solid drop off. Like if you you mm-hmm. need to stay on the trail, you can't just go mm-hmm. walking off. As if I needed another reason not to go hiking. <laughs> Might fall off a cliff. <laughs> Regarding Dale's cell phone, they could never get a ping off of it. The only thing that phone records showed was that Dale had tried to access his voicemail at 7 p.m. the night he went missing. Let me ask you something. How come all these disappearances inside the park, they immediately get hundreds of searchers, overhead helicopter search support, all this stuff, but we talk about you know missing 10-year-olds and the cops are like, he probably <laughs> ran away. Uh, why don't you come back on Tuesday and maybe we'll talk about looking for him if we feel like it. Is it because it's federal? Like federal land yeah. so they yeah. have more resources? Perhaps. Perhaps that's it. Not the local. Probably that. Police officers. And I also probably don't want that PR either. Someone else going missing, missing in a national park. Yeah. We talked about that on whatever episode uh when you said Carrie Stainer, mm-hmm. remember the FBI was in there ready to shut. They rounded up all those people because they didn't want the PR for tourism. That's true. They just started mass arresting right. everyone. So that's probably part of it. Is plus those rangers, they don't really have anything exciting going on for the most part, right? So something like that, they're fucking probably ready to go. Yeah, what is, what's the life of a ranger? Yeah. I mean, other than like animal type stuff. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I don't want to like say simple rescues, like not simple, but rescue type stuff. If yeah. Someone, right. You know, they're just sitting around or something. Yeah. They're normally just sitting around passing out pamphlets, giving like explanations yeah. and stuff. So this, I don't want to say it's exciting, but you're not going to see law and order state park sheriff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So when something like this happens, <laughs> they want to go for it. They get hard ons for justice. We all do, Mike. We all do. I like a good injustice every now and then, too. Oh, don't be fooled. I like a good injustice. When it's not me, of course. Like when someone else gets wrong. Yeah, I bet you do, fella. Especially if you're doing the wrong. And- well, no comment. You sure about that? A writer and avid hiker, Jody Peterson, was one of the witnesses that had an encounter with Dale. Uh, later on, she wrote in part, quote, after an hour of walking, I suddenly heard a weary male voice call, I need some help. I thought of the missing hiker. Perhaps after visiting Spruce Treehouse, he'd attempted this trail and run into trouble. I called out several times but got no response. I thought about going off trail to look but figured I'd become victim number two if I tried to scramble down those ledges and cliffs. My cell phone had no signal. I hiked back down the trail as fast as I could and when I found the chief ranger, I told them what I'd heard. Relief washed over his face as another staffer said, we thought we, we heard a call for help in that area yesterday. They quickly began planning to bring in dogs and more searchers. I left the ranger station and stood looking at the opposite side of the canyon where I'd heard the call. I said a silent prayer. When I got back to my western Colorado home the following day, I checked the news. 
thinking I'd read that the hiker had been found. Instead, I learned that Mitchell Dale Stelling was still missing, and now 70 people were looking for him. <laughs> what, what's going on here? It wasn't just an encounter. I think you heard someone calling for help, and you... Uh... I'm not sure what to make of this. I understand not going down if it was unsafe terrain. And like, so I think she That's did fair. the right thing. That's she fair. hustled. She told the the rangers, but then the rangers got there and saw nothing. But it sounds like she was hiking in the middle of when the search was taking place because she already knew he was missing, right? Do you not? That's what they, by the way, she says it. It makes it sound yeah. like they, she knew there was a missing hiker. Do you not maybe stand in place exactly where you hear it and try to get the attention of... But if no one's around and you have no cell service, I don't know what you do. I don't know. And she didn't she say she called back but didn't hear anything? So maybe she's thinking, am I hearing things? He's not answering me. So they confirmed they heard or what they thought they heard the same sort of thing. In the, the day, same area. The day before, though. So what happened? Did they go look for the guy in the spot and they never found anything? I'm assuming it was the same thing. Maybe they called out and didn't hear a response. And then we're like, hmm. maybe not. I don't know why you wouldn't still go check. Yeah, it's not like Marco Polo. Marco, oh, <laughs> we don't hear Polo. There must be no one here. Like, I understand her not maybe taking that risk to go look, but what the sure. hell were they doing? Yeah. I mean, it seems like a double confirmation in one area that that's where the guy probably was. Unless Barney Fife was running his mouth and he shouldn't <laughs> have been running his mouth. They're like, hey, shut up about what we heard. Mm. I don't have to do paperwork. It's a weird little part of this story. Yeah. Especially because she was on the trail and heard this. And we're going to talk about in a second how far away his stuff was found. It's mm. very strange. Um, this usually doesn't happen. No one usually has contact after the, the, right. the person goes missing. Could this have been a completely another, another person who had fallen and just gotten hurt and maybe was in and out of consciousness? Mm. Anything's possible. I guess we'll never know. I've fallen and I can't get <laughs> up. Every time someone says that they fall, my mind immediately goes to that commercial. <laughs> Or where's the beef? Where's the beef? <laughs> where's the beef? I think it's just funny how much it tickles him. I know, that's why it's funny. The clip itself, it's okay. The fact that it just makes Ian giggle hysterically is the best. This story is, gets even weirder. Yeah, this next yeah. part is so weird because on September 17th, 2020, an anonymous tip came in to the Mesa Verde National Park Superintendent, Cliff Spencer. The tip <clears throat> didn't give an exact location of Dale's remains, but the caller just gave a general location. Dale's remains ended up being found four and a half miles away from where he was last seen, but oddly in a location that had been thoroughly searched multiple times when they were doing that initial search. As of us recording this episode, DNA or dental records haven't been done, but Dale's driver's license, credit cards, and social security card were found near the remains. Also weird, none of his clothes or shoes were found. He was naked. Huh. How far away from that spot where the lady claims to have heard him? That was on that same loop, right? So yeah. So four, four and a half. Roughly from half. that spot. Okay. Which makes that really, really weird. Yeah. Because you would presume that he wouldn't have made it very far from that spot. If he, how she described it, a weary man's voice. He was already hurt, tired, yeah. exhausted. 
whatever. How do you get yeah. another four miles away? Through very rough terrain. Yeah. Mm. He didn't seem like experienced hiker, but maybe like on the tail end of being an experienced hiker, like he wasn't doing it as much anymore. That's how he was described. I mean, depending on the trails, they can get confusing. People can get turned around and start heading the wrong direction. It's not unheard of. Who called in the tip though? Right. I mean, I have questions. Did somebody find the body and not want to get involved at all? Like someone was out hiking or, or deep woods camping and they came across the guy because of the driver's license and that stuff they could have seen that like whose driver's license this was did they call in a tip specifically mentioning it was him or yeah. just that they found a bo- okay specifically for him that's what my mind went to somebody saw the driver's license like stumbled upon this and they were like okay we'll just anonymously call but i don't want to get involved in this I, which i completely understand Oh, yeah. I don't want to get involved in all that because you know how it's going to be. You don't want to talk to the police and do all that. Some cop gets a hard on for you. You're like, dude, I was just out here hiking, man. Yeah. Just trying to help you guys out. Just doing your job. So I get that. I understand that. You know where people don't go missing? Embassy suites. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're sitting in the lounge with free wine, happy hour every night. Exactly. And why people choose to hike instead of do that, I will never understand. Hike on down to the bar, have a few free drinks, and then stumble and get lost on your way up to the room. Let me tell you, I was hiking a couple of days ago. It's the only pee. We were the only people out there. It was nice. Communing with nature, getting some exercise. How does it compare to an Embassy Suites bar? Though? Fresh air. It's no comparison <laughs> to an Embassy Suites bar, obviously. But, you know, can't drink every day. Well, you sure about that? When I was looking at... Um, some of like the interviews that the park service did with this case, um, they were very, very like stern about like, you don't go off the trails in this area. So presumably he just did his own thing and decided he was going to go off trail. And this is what happens. This is why they warn. But as an experienced hiker, why do something like that? If you know, like, Hey, they're not putting these up just for shits and giggles. What if he tripped? What if he fell down and hit his that, head? I mean, and, that and makes a little discombobulated more discombobulated and I disoriented. Think. And not like, that it doesn't make sense. I'm just questioning why someone would do that if if you're yeah you're I, experienced I, enough I, to be smart enough to know. Yeah, I think we just tend to have take a narrow approach when we when we look at these stories and and anything could happen when you're out on the trail. Alone like that. Alone, like sure, I fall down, I hit my head, I'm disoriented, yeah, sure. I, I spin myself around. I do the hokey pokey and then I start marching in the other direction and I have right a slight concussion and I fall off. A, yeah, exactly. And that you can't I account for every, every potential scenario like that. But then you get these twists where it's found four and a half miles away and someone calls in right. a tip. You don't yeah. fall four and a half miles. So like I get the initial part yeah, of it. Yeah. Exactly. Like this could be anything, but then it's, there's all these weird circumstances. What was the weather? Was it cold at night? Because when you get cold at night and you start, you get... Um, Your penis shrinks. <laughs> That's when I tell the ladies. Well, when you get hyper... It's really cold. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it's a little chilly in here. George. <laughs> I was swimming! <laughs> Mike, the thermostat says 72. No, it's very chilly in here. When you start freezing to death, your body makes you feel warm. So people 
start taking off their clothes because they think they're overheating. So if yeah. he was out in the elements, it might explain why he was found naked because he took all his clothes because sure. he thought he was uh, very warm. It'd be interesting to see how cold it got because it was really hot that day. It was 90, you know, into the 90s. Mm-hmm. But that's like the story we talked about earlier where it got down to 18 degrees at night. Yeah, Those exactly. Those areas can get super sure. cold. Where are we at again? Uh, Colorado. Right. Colorado, okay. It's up in the mountains. Probably the same thing. That's my explanation. Bumped his head, wandered off. But that four and a half mile to death. thing is weird. <clears throat> but if you think you're heading back, you're trying to get back to your family, you're just a little bit off because you're bump on your head, your concussion, whatever. Strip you naked. walk and walk and walk, and then you start getting cold. You're freezing. You take your clothes off. Eventually, you just lay down and you're done. There was a story that I was looking at for this. <clears throat> I didn't include it because it didn't fit the missing 401 criteria. It's this woman named Geraldine Largway. I think that's how you say her last name. Um, hers was documented. Her She got lost, and hers was documented through text messages. Um she was 68 years old. She made it really far. Mm. If if she would have never texted anybody and then um, they just found her remains so far away, you would think like, holy fuck, how did she get okay. this far? But she she made it that far. So Texting along the way and no one could find her? Yeah. Uh. So that's, it is possible for people to kind of, I guess fight to tr- to get out of she their situation. To, she was able to text people, but they couldn't like ping her cell phone. No. Mm. Wow. When survival mode kicks in, man, you just start going. Human man. spirit, yeah. The will to live. Yeah. The bummer about hers was she was sixty yards, I think, from civilization. Oh, she just didn't realize, God. like, didn't realize it. Like when she died. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like she had a camp set up that seemed like she was trying to just, you know, to, to make it or whatever. And she set up that camp and. Yeah. What was, what's that M. Night Shyamalan movie? The Village? The Village. Where yeah. like they're right outside of civilization, but just. They're like in the Philadelphia Zoo or something. Is that what it is? Something like that? I don't, some, I've seen the movie some one park time. And, yeah. Yeah. That was good. A good story. I always feel like his movies are almost always like American horror story seasons. Like there's a good premise, but it always just kind of pans out and you're like, eh, it didn't really go as oh, well yeah. as I thought it was going to yeah. go. Like there was a lot of potential and then it just was like, womp, womp. Yeah. There was one that was like a beach one where you got older super fast. I've, or no, I've never watched that. Is it good? Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. Like like you said, good premise, just not. That's what happened. Well, yeah. yeah. The Sixth Sense was amazing, but then after that, it's like, yeah, that was the last really good one, right? Oh, yeah. I think it was the only good I think one. I saw that. I saw The Village, and I saw, what was the Mel Gibson one? Signs. So, yeah, that, those, was, that was all right. And wasn't that like right after Sixth yeah, Sense? it was interesting. But those are the only three I've, I've seen, I think. Like, Science I saw The Happening, and like, nothing happened. It Wait, was which one was dumb. The Happening? With that sounds, Marky Mark? I might have seen that one, too. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah. Some of them are so bad. But... Fuck you, I'm like Shamalan. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, come on. <laughs> You're trying oh, too hard, man. You're not going to repeat Six Sense. You're just not. Maybe he should just come up with the ideas and then let somebody else take over with the entire story. Be the idea guy. Big picture. Maybe so. Let someone else get in the weeds on that one. Can you give him a call? Have Declan give him a call and let him yeah. know. 
Can you send well, him an we, email? We, we decided here. <laughs> M. Shamalon at Yahoo. <laughs> I don't know how to spell it. You're going to have to Google it. G O O G L E dot com. Fucking idiot. That, that guy. He likes X S Jeeves. <laughs> he he still misses that. <laughs> he goes in the Wayback Machine. <laughs> There, there's no new information on it past 2005 because it's on the way back. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks George Bush is president. <laughs> Fool me once. <laughs> on June 19th, 2015, 44-year-old Janet Casheron disappeared from a camping trip in the Chiricahua Mountains in southern Arizona with her parents, Eduardo and Lydia Casheron. Janet had suffered a serious head injury in 1988 when she was 18, which caused her to have memory issues and partial blindness. So it was considered a disability. Her parents, you know, helped her out in life. I think partial blindness is a disability. Yeah, for sure. It'd be easy. In the memory issues, it seemed like it was um, led to some intellectual issues too. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Janet and her parents left for Rustler's Park on June 18th, and that night they stopped their motorhome to sleep in a church parking lot. The next morning they ate breakfast at an IHOP and then continued their drive to Rustler Park. It's International House of Pancakes. <laughs> what are oh, your, thanks. Yeah, in case people didn't know. What are your thoughts on that? I knew you were going to intervene when the IHOP was mentioned. Keyword, keyword alert. <laughs> uh I've only been a few times. I'm not a big pancake or like French toast or waffle guy. And that's kind of their gimmick. So like, I don't know. I think the few times I went, it's like, well, where's the omelet section? Like I just go for that. Yeah. I've only been there once or twice too. It seems like people get excited. Like they'll they'll have like a cheesecake French toast or something, but I I can't do like sweets like that for breakfast. Mm. I've I've never been like, like pancakes. Oh, it's not my eggs and sausage. Right. Sausage. <laughs> I like French toast. Do you? Yeah, have, what are your toast. thoughts on IHOP then? Have you been? I've only been there once. I don't think we don't have remember. a ton of them around us. Mm-mm. Yeah. I couldn't even tell you where one's at. In Brooklyn, is there one? Over there, like off Tiedman? There used to be. I think mm. that's the one that I went to. Maybe I'm just making that up. I don't know, though. I feel like I went to one over there. No, nah, not you for me. fucking Denny's on every corner, but you can't get an IHOP anywhere. I don't go to Denny's either. Though, so. Honestly, who am I kidding? I'm not really eating breakfast ever. But like even the, uh, like I've never been on that McGriddle craze. Like it's like a, I don't, it's, it's not, I, do, I do like McGriddle. Do yeah. Like they're not bad. Like I would absolutely eat one, but it's not my go-to. Oh, I just don't like, good. cause it's a fucking pancake. They're all right. I had one for the first time not too long ago. I do like the McGriddles. I like the idea of like a little syrup on sausage. So like that sweetness with the savory yeah, is good, yeah, yeah. but I don't, I don't necessarily need the pancake anyways. It's a fair point. I don't, uh, I went through all of that just to say, I don't really have any strong feelings on IHOP. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be funny if they changed their logo though, to like the lowercase I. So it's almost like an iPad or an <laughs> iPhone, but it's just IHOP. <laughs> I don't know if, you know, Apple might have a problem with that, but be more marketable. They could just like subtly just be become IHOP with a lowercase I, and they're like offering like apple waffles and <laughs> apple pancakes and apple stuff, French toast. Wasn't there a gimmick that you can draw on the table? Uh, that like I that. could not tell you. 
Wasn't that a Cracker Barrel thing, too? Or am I making that up? Um, I, I could not tell you. If right. I feel like drawing on the table, I draw on the table. I don't, really, <laughs> I don't really worry about whether it's customary to do so or not. I just take out my Sharpie and I write. Isn't that... Fuck from- you, man. Anarchy. Jesus. Isn't that the office? Doesn't Kevin draw on a table? I don't know. In one of the episodes, I thought he was he drew on like a white tablecloth when they like went out to eat somewhere. Maybe I'm making that up. I mean, I do that. Just right on the if they table. See, if they say something, I, would, I say, well, if you if someone would have told me when I got here that this was frowned upon, I, I maybe I wouldn't have done it. Didn't realize you were a big doodler. to plead ignorance in there. <laughs> so they ended up getting to their campsite between 1.30 p.m. and 2 p.m. And then her father, Eduardo, cooked dinner around 4. What did he make? Oh, come on, Ian. Probably like some beans or something. Right. What some do you beans? eat when, you, when you're beans. camping? Ian's like, I have no idea what you eat camping. Beans out of a can? What are they, and Jesse what James I- Gang in 1867? <laughs> Ian's like, beans out of a can and whatever you shot or caught that day fishing? Beans. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Ask 2015. An answer. 2015. They got a big thing of bushes baked beans they're cooking. <laughs> Out on the prairie. Yeah. Get their, ready to rob a bank in the morning in town. With their like hobo stick thing. <laughs> anyway, what, they have a camper, right? Which means they have a full kitchen, a fridge, <laughs> yeah. a freezer. They're probably eating fucking chicken nuggets and frozen curly fries. Yeah, they just came from IHOP. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> probably leftover IHOP. Yeah, they little to-go bags. <laughs> About an hour after they ate, Janet's mother asked... Janet to go on a walk with her to the office area of the park. They had to pay for their campsite, but Janet didn't want to go. Her father intervened and asked her to walk with her mom, so she agreed. Another one. Janet and her mother then walked about a thousand feet from their motorhome to the office where Janet deposited the envelope with a check inside. About 300 feet from the office, her mother decided to go to the bathroom while Janet waited outside. When her mother came out of the bathroom, Janet was nowhere to be seen. She thought that Janet must have decided to go back to the camp. Her mother, Lydia, estimated that she was in the bathroom for only a few minutes, so she was super worried when she got back to the motorhome and Janet wasn't there. Janet got the same search and rescue efforts that we've talked about tonight. You know, All the volunteers, rescue team members, search dogs, and helicopters, but it turned up nothing. Bone fragments and a braid of hair were found on August 5th, 2018, so three years later by a hiker and those were identified as belonging to Janet in September of 2019 results from the Tucson medical examiner's office confirmed a match with Janet's DNA. And oddly those remains were found less than a mile away from where she was last seen in an area that had been searched multiple times. It's like what we talked about earlier. That's, that's a little fishy. The fact that she just, her mother just went into a bathroom for like just a couple of minutes and she's just gone forever. Like with someone in the woods and she just, I don't know. Hey, just that quick moment. Hey, I'm, Hey, help me. I'm hurt. She walks over there and pulls her into the woods. She's gone. It'd have to be something like that. in this, Mm. that small window of time. Do we feel like the searchers missed the area or that someone came back later on? This one seemed like it would be really hard to miss. 
with all those search yeah. dogs and stuff her hair being there like did someone kill her somewhere else and then think where's the best place to bring her body i know where they just search they won't be back here again right mm. it just shows you how fast shit can happen just a fucking instant it's like what three minutes five tops tops yeah well all those bean, beans maybe she was pooping <laughs> <laughs> 15 minutes. Maybe it was 15 minutes. I had considered the beans. Mm. Be careful hiking out there. You just have, no matter what you're doing anywhere, you just have to be aware all the time. That's the bottom line. And some of these, though, it's so terrifying because we've talked about people hiking in a line. And the last person in line just goes missing. Yes. Like, how do you even be aware for that? Right? Like, yeah. how do you prepare for that? You can't keep your eyes on everybody at all times. Yeah. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. We didn't talk about any of those this time, but like, the, I think it was one of the last few, maybe one of the earlier episodes we did. There was like a, a line of people and the last person just was gone. That's right. No screams, no falls, no animal noises, no scuffle. No scuffle. No kerfuffle. No kerfuffle. Those just, those ones are like feral people are just like can't like blend it in with a tree and they just yeah, grab you. Yeah. Like predator. Yeah, you can't like, even see it. Yeah. invisible. Keep you quiet enough that no one notices. Bottom line, there's inherent danger about leaving your house. Every day yeah. you, leave, you step out your front door. That is true. Now That's a, a really scary one. Nowadays, Ian drives me home from here because, you know, I'm only a few houses down the road, but he's going that way. So I just hop in his car, but like I could just be walking home one night after the show. And then I've never seen or heard from again. That's and true. it's just like, well, what happened? That would be like tonight. I saw him walking down the street and I stopped and asked you if you wanted yeah. to ride. And you said, no, I want to keep walking. I'm like, all right, I'll see you down there. And then you're just then, gone. Exactly. Like what the fuck right. happened to him in that just brief couple minutes? I was eight houses away and then yeah. I just never made it. Then what will we do? We have to see if just brew Jared wanted to join the show. <laughs> You got to do something. Show must go on. <laughs> Vince McMahon taught me that a long time ago when Owen Hart died and they continued the show. You don't stop for tragedy. <laughs> Fucking show must go on, pal. <laughs> you guys helping to search for Mike tonight? No, we got to do a show. Yeah. <laughs> He's gone. He's not coming back. Let's be honest. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. It's really scary, that last one. Just wait for your mom outside the shitter. It, who knows what gone. happened to her? I know be anything i just go back to the when we've done the previous stories i i tended to think you know it's plausible with the feral people but then i was what that like that story i referenced earlier that nine-year-old girl in upstate new york last month just gone immediately it was just some fucking kook from the neighborhood stuffed her in a cabinet in a trailer and it's probably a little bit a mix of a lot of things right yeah. there's there's those the kooks or the perverts that are just abducting people maybe there's some feral people action going on maybe it's maybe some everything. are just the yeah. accidents like you said someone falling off a cliff and hitting their head hypothermia roaming around mm-hmm. and I th- there's not a set answer obviously mm-hmm. bottom line there's people out there that wish to do you harm so always be aware of your surroundings always you have to be if you stay inside you're always aware close your blinds at night <laughs> You're fine. It's true. Yeah, Pretty well said. You are not wrong there, yeah. Didn't we have some weirdo in the metro parks not too long ago? 
No, that was women me. Were that, was, that was you that hanging was, out, yeah, <laughs> hanging out in the bushes. Yeah, nothing wrong. You're not doing. He was in a wetsuit in the outhouse, down in the shit, looking up so he could oh, look at the veg yeah. when women peed. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> Is that really what a guy did? Yeah, in Cleveland, right? Yeah, yeah. years ago. That's that's definitely what I'm Just thinking of. Was down in the in the pile of shit in the wetsuit. Is that the only way that that man is able to see a vagina? <laughs> like, what What are you doing? Why are you doing this? How about you just go meet a nice lady at the bar? Something. You could do something better than that. Yeah. yeah. You're buying a wetsuit and literally <laughs> swimming in shit to see a vagina. But then there's other open stories down in the metro parks. Where like, what was that about five years ago? A guy and a girl were just sitting on a park bench. Someone shot them both. No trace, no nothing. No one's ever been caught. Broad daylight. Yeah, just stay inside. Nothing will happen. Nothing Might fall good. and hit your head at home, but <laughs> be all right. Just hit your iPhone and I can't get up button. Someone will come. Right. It'd be all right. You know what? As long as you can reach your phone, you still got Wi Fi. You're not gonna lose service. You can send an SOS out. Get yourself a generator just in case. Sure. You're good to go. It's all set. Keep a freezer full of pizza rolls. You're not gonna go hungry. <laughs> Maybe an underground bunker for when the apocalypse comes. I do like watching videos of people that have like those underground bunkers or like tornado shelters and just seeing all the shit they have in there. Some of them are real pimped out. It's like, oh, it's yeah. like man caves and stuff. They're 50 feet underground too with air ducts and ventilation and everything. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Having your own little bunker down there. No one's going to fuck with you, bother you. Yeah, you can chloroform whoever you want. Take them down. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> no one's going to find you down there. <laughs> Until they do, and then you're fucked. That's where all your body's piling up down there. Like it's fucking Gacy's crawl spaces. Just set off the self-explosion uh, <laughs> detonation, and you reset. Start oh. game over. Start again. Player one ready. <laughs> Wish I had something more fun to talk about now after we just talked about how awful it is to have been alive on this planet. Because it's not good. <laughs> not too many good things going on lately, no. Unfortunately, I did not bring any shitty flavored jelly beans for us to try, so we won't be doing any of that. Did you finish those chips? No, I threw those all out. Good choice. They were fun to like try, and they weren't terrible, but like I'm not going to sit there and eat a bag of that. It's not you. Like, it's not like, you. <laughs> throw that away. <laughs> I'll get more next time I go, though. I think they had a few other flavors. They have some that are, like, legit, like, just all in different language. Like, I can't even read what it is. I don't know if that's as fun. Wild card. I w- I w- it would be okay, but I would like to know after we tried it. Like, translate okay, it afterwards. What did I just put in my yeah. mouth? <laughs> hey, ask Jeeves. What does this mean? <laughs> what did I just ingest into my body? What did I put in my mouth? You just ingested Cancer. I wonder if there's a story behind Jeeves. Like, who is Jeeves? I don't know. I'm not going to look it up, but. I remember when I had, com- remember, do you ever have computer class? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Learn how to type and shit and play Oregon Trail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had that. So this would have been early 90s. And I specifically remember our computer teacher teaching us, ask Jeeves, and this is what you go to, <laughs> to ask it questions and look things up. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. <laughs> what a world. <laughs> Why do boobies look like? Jeeves. This is the pinnacle of civilization. <laughs> this guy Jeeves tells me whatever I want to know. <laughs> this is great. 
<laughs> Sky Jeeves. <laughs> that was it's only downhill from there. Well, it got even better because after that, when we had free time, I got to play Oregon Trail, and then it'd be like me and Hulk Hogan and Kevin Nash and <laughs> Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels <laughs> and Ultimate Warrior all making it out, going out west, and sure, then sure. we some would die and some wouldn't. It's good times. <laughs> it's the best of times. It's always me and the wrestlers going on out there. We should make a documentary. What happened to S. Jeeves? What happened to Jeeves? The death of Jeeves. Special report. I bet you somebody bought, like Google probably just bought them. Of course. Think you're out of business now, Jeeves. And that's the documentary. (laughs) (laughs) It's a short film festival, short program, one and a half minutes. (laughs) Yeah, it's like this whole big intro build up. Like, remember your childhood. Ask Jeeves. Who is Jeeves? Where did he come from? And 2015, Google bought it. Just sort of yeah. like whoever the random guy that owned it yeah, was. Right. <laughs> a Michael Scott joint. <laughs> well, I think next time maybe do a missing national forest one that isn't necessarily just missing four and one. Maybe lighten up on the uh David Politis aspect parameters. Yeah, like, we could uh, this one might fit what we're looking to talk about. Yeah. There's a there's some good ones that are very not good, but creepy ones that mm. are very strange but they just don't fit that that category so what you're saying is missing 401 part five is going to be our tokyo drift yeah <laughs> okay. we're gonna call it a bit missing 401 part five tokyo drift <laughs> that's what i want to call it yeah, we can do that no vin diesel we won't even mention david politis <laughs> you won't even be talking nope. about <laughs> no nope. this is our what is a season of the witch halloween three <laughs> But that for real, that one lady, that Geraldine lady, if she wouldn't have had this, the text messages to go along with her story, I would have been shocked. She would have been a missing 401. I would be yeah. like, how did a 68-year-old woman get this far away? It's crazy. And I think that's my point on a lot of these. If you'd see maybe one aspect of the story that we're not seeing, the whole thing would be a lot clearer. Yeah. It wouldn't be so creepy and strange. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it is still really creepy how fast you can go missing. It absolutely is. Fucking feral people. Stay in the caves. Yeah, don't bother. Don't bother. Go tell Go tell You're not even a United States citizen. Get out of here. I'm just hiking. What if What if they had smartphones and they can listen to us? <laughs> They're listening to this like, <laughs> Their favorite episodes are these. We talk about them. They get all excited when we say feral people. Ah! <laughs> Something wrong here. <laughs> it certainly is goofy. There certainly is. <laughs> Those accounts of feral people from back in like the Civil War time, like guys that got stuck out there and just never oh, assimilated back to back to society. I guess that, that could happen for sure. Sure, it could. The people in the Smoky Mountains, right? When they took the those people's farms and houses to make the Smoky Mountain National Park, and some of those people just went underground, right? Stayed in the mountains. Started having some kids. That's a legend. Yeah. No, thank you. Whew. Anything else on uh, missing people? Stay the fuck away from me, feral people. 
Yeah, I would not. They tried like, to get I would me not last like weekend. Well, they're not going to come to your house, Dave. So keep that in mind. <laughs> I also don't think they book rooms at the Embassy Suites or the Holiday Inns <laughs> or the Ramadas or Black Eyed Kids. Welcome at my house. Feral people, not welcome. <laughs> Need not apply. Need not apply. You will not be granted asylum in this crib. All right, what do we got on uh, for Patreon? Necronomapod would like to thank and welcome the following new patrons. <laughs> Sir Vix Masher. <laughs> Three words. <laughs> Ryan Lamb. Jay Bonnie. Oh. Fuck Casey. Mary Jody. Cuck Mike. Uh, yeah, I can live with that one. Sure. I'll watch you bang out Not both bad. of them. <laughs> Heretic Dan. Ingrid. Sergeant Womb Broom. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is the goat. I don't <laughs> think that's true. Joel Ferguson, Tanner Dunn, Joe Moore, Bang Hookers Eat Boogers, <laughs> John Doe, Stephanie Butenhoff, Andrew Vandenberg, Sydney Baltima, Patra Sang, Erica Polly, Blair Davies, Captain Odo. Glaximus, Vicky Metcalf, Slogan Logan, Brandy Boxel, Ashley Falls, Shayla Floyd, Cassandra Bishop. I get nervous when I see orangutan titties. <laughs> don't we all, sir? Don't we all? <laughs> Why is that? That's a good point. Hmm. Don't we all, sir, ma'am? Don't we all? <laughs> sir, ma'am. Carly DeVay, Janice. Heather Medell, Danger Dan, Candy Mandy, Jamie Barney, Brandy King, Heather Getz, Tanner Odell Duvall, Adam Hahn, Joy Reynolds, and Declan Nutbutter. <laughs> Declan <laughs> Nutbutter. Thank you so much, new patrons, for your support. That's a disgusting name. Should be ashamed of themselves. They really should. <laughs> Um, what do you got, Ian? For iTunes, I have shout outs for Aunt B eighty two, Annie Kozba ninety six, Hanson Fan Mandy. Just a fan of the musical group Hanson. Not just a fan, I believe they said it's the greatest band in the world. That's what in the review to us, that's what she said? Yes. Mm -hmm. That's very random. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Totally not related to your lovely podcast, but Hanson is the most underrated band in the world. Wow. There you go. <laughs> mm, thank you. <laughs> and we don't need another hero. Thank you guys for the awesome reviews. Um, you got an international one for us? Dave? I do have a couple international Oh, ones. look at that. Uh, Devlina S. from Great Britain. And NJH, JJJJ, also from Great Britain. So uh, thank you, Brits. Very kind reviews this week. Good stuff. Anything else to talk about tonight? Boy, Cover it all? I don't think so. I'm going to go have nightmares about getting abducted on the hiking trail. Stay on the path, people. Stay on the path. The path to God. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. I will be sure to do no hiking when I'm in Hocking Hills. That way they can't get me. Oh, they'll get you. <laughs>
All right. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, at Necronomapod, Patreon.com slash Necronomapod, Amazon.com, search Necronomapod for all of our merch, Necronomapod.com. All right. You guys ready for a cool down beer? Cheers. <laughs>